just when you thought there was no hope for baby boomers. It's the Rational Boomer Podcast. Logic, common sense, compassion. Yeah, who knew? Now, here's Mike. We are back on the Rational Boomer Podcast. Hopefully your day is going well. It's Wednesday, moving through the week. A lot of things happening everywhere. One of the biggest news stories of last week and this week, of course, is this murder trial down in South Carolina. This Murdaugh murder trial. I haven't talked about it much here. I did when it first started, but not since then. Mainly because I don't really give a shit. It's not that murder isn't tragic, and it's sad that two people lost their lives, but in the scheme of things, it's a murder in a small town in South Carolina, and we got some bigger issues to worry about. They love putting it on TV because it's very sexy, very salacious, very seductive, very gossipy, you know? And unfortunately, in this country, people are attracted to those sorts of things. That's why our News sources are very often tabloid-oriented. The clickbait, show the sexy stuff, the murderous stuff, the scandalous stuff. But while they do that, we miss out on a lot of the real hard news, things we should know about. And that's one of my problems with this Murdoch case. It's taking up a lot of airtime. And there's a lot of other things that are more important to the entire country. Again, It's a tragic story. Uh, Two people lost their lives. This Alex Murdaugh is on trial for murder. And uh, I've watched some things here and there. And I think we can just cut to the chase, right? I think we can honestly say Alex Murdaugh did it. He's a fucking horrible person. Send that motherfucker to jail. Get it off the television. (laughs) Now, I'm making a judgment here, but... uh, You know, honestly, with everything that's been out there, what else could it be? What are the odds some random guy or guys came by and shot mom and son and poor Alex Murdaugh knew nothing about it? And then later he goes out and tries to hire somebody to shoot him. Now, see, that's one of the things about the Murdaugh trial. Some people are saying, well, there could have been two shooters. There might have been two shooters. Now, I will say this, Alex Murdaugh may not have been the shooter. He may have hired people to go do it, maybe a couple of people to do it. But what I don't understand is, why did he go down to the area where the shooting was going to happen? He lied about it. Then he said, yeah, I was there. One minute he's wearing one set of clothes. The next minute he's wearing another set of clothes. We don't know where the first set of clothes are. Bottom line, he fucking did it. He fucking did it. And when you read about him or listen about him, this guy was a horrible fuck. He was a drug addict. He was on prescription drugs, Oxycontin and some other things. He ripped off his own law firm. He ripped off his own clients. Now I'm hearing things about him coming out with... uh, Uh, assaulting women sexually. And I don't know if that's true, but, you know, when you get a guy in an area, he's the big shot in town, the family is well-respected, and uh, among the social elite, 
It's usually the old white guy that thinks he can get away with anything, that thinks he's a godlike figure. And some people will allow him to do that and, and bow to him, and others won't. But it isn't a stretch for me to think that this big red-headed white guy who has a lot of money and a lot of influence. His family's had a lot of money for years. In fact, most of the money he has, he inherited. It isn't a stretch to think that this fuck is a little criminal, a little self-entitled and taking advantage of people. We know he stole money. We know he wasn't the best human being to a lot of people. He had a lot of problems. He was on drugs. And somehow, his wife and son ended up dead. That's all you really need to know. Motherfucker did it. He did it, and he needs to go to jail. And if he gets off, that will be the true tragedy. Anyway, I'm sure there are people out there that will disagree with me, but I don't care because the story really doesn't fucking matter. We've got big things going on in this country that could affect each and every one of us, our democracy, our elections, the future of this country. Those are the things we should worry about. Alex Murdaugh and that little murder trial down in South Carolina. Who gives a fuck? Unless you're from that area, part of the families or part of the families that lost people, I get that. It's a priority to you. But for the country, it doesn't warrant being on television 24-7. So anyway, I'm off of that. That's probably the last time I talk about it until we get a final verdict. But we don't really have to wait for the final verdict. As I've said, I've already stated the fucker's guilty. Put him in jail. (laughs) All right, let's get started. Uh, We've got an email This one comes from Gary. He refers to himself as the oldest boomer. Now, I don't know if he's the oldest that's listening to the show, but he's older than me, so I guess he can say that. He says, hi, Mike. When I hear that Rupert Murdoch wants to chastise his news commentators for reporting what they know is not true, I have to just laugh out loud. As I think I revealed to you in a previous email, when Rupert hired my brother, his brother, Gary's brother, to start and run Fox News, or he actually put faux news, his daily mantra to my brother was, get your reporters out there and stir it up and make it up, but get me ratings. Not only he not only knew that they were lying, but he demanded it for their ratings. When my brother would remind him that they could be sued, Rupert would say, I have more lawyers than reporters and I can replace reporters for a dime a dozen. This was in 1986 and he hasn't changed his mantra for all these decades. My brother was too much of a journalist with principles to stay with Rupert and quit after two years of fighting with him on a daily basis. So now the Murdoch mantra is coming back to bite him in the ass. It couldn't happen to a bigger dirtbag. Thanks again, Mike, for your daily dose of sanity. The oldest boomer, Gary. Thank you, Gary. I always appreciate your, your emails. I appreciate all your emails. It makes the show a lot better if I'm hearing from folks like you. I've got a couple of listeners that may be coming on here shortly, so be ready for that. Hopefully I'm going to have Ed um, in the next couple of days. But anyway, your point. Yeah, that's, that's the thing that I find so amazing. Now that Rupert Murdoch has been deposed, he's trying to differentiate, as I've said before, that, well, the 
commentators said that, but that's not Fox News, and that's absolutely ridiculous. Rupert Murdoch is a slime bag. He's been a slime bag for all of his life. He's 91 years old, and I got to tell you, his expiration date ran out about 20 years ago. Why this guy is still here, I don't know. Maybe he's the Antichrist, but uh, he's still here. And the way he runs his businesses is suspect, to say the least. He doesn't particularly care about lying as long as it gets ratings. That's not news. I mean, it's news now that we're hearing about it. But uh, just looking at the guy and looking at his history, you know he's done this all along. Question is, how much has he da- damage has he done to this country over the years? Before he's been under the microscope like he is now, how many times has he lied to his viewers? And these viewers that watch Fox News, of course, they don't watch, watch any other news sources, so they uh, only know what Fox tells them. And we know that Fox lies. That's been proven. The commentators know it's lies, and Fox News just still spews it out. Murdoch knew about it. And he said, I could have done something, but I didn't. Well, that's not an answer. He's trying to play off the idea that he has a First Amendment right to say whatever the fuck he wants. No, you don't, especially when you're lying, especially when you're inciting uh, an attack on the U.S. Capitol. All the things that Fox did just enhanced or amplified those things that Donald Trump did. It was like... uh, it was, it, it was like Donald Trump's propaganda department. They just fed into Donald Trump, and Donald Trump fed them bullshit, and they were happy to spread it. I hope Fox News gets taken down on this, because it's not just that I don't like Fox News, because I don't. It's because it's truly a danger to this country. The misinformation is just very damaging. I mean, when you have whole groups of people that don't know the facts, believe the conspiracy theories and the lies, that is a problem for this country, as we've seen. The insurrection is one example. We've got to do something to take this Rupert Murdoch down. I said this on TikTok, and somebody said to me, you got to watch out, Mike. It sounds like you're inciting violence against Rupert Murdoch. No, I'm not trying to incite violence against Rupert Murdoch. He's 91 years old. If he has any decency, he'll just fucking keel over after the pressure's on him and he loses the $1.6 billion lawsuit with Dominion voting machines. What I'm saying is, as a people, we've got to continue to discredit Fox News. Make sure everyone knows that they aren't worth a shit. Not only aren't they accurate, not only do they lie, but they are a danger to our country and danger to all of us going on into the future. As long as the majority of the people know that, we need to discount them, discredit them, and discard them. I mean, there was a time in this country when something would happen, like a, like a um, newscaster would say something that wasn't true just to make himself look good. There's a few, Brian Williams, for example. And what happens? They get exiled the fuck out of, out of the uh, news source, uh, the, the, the network. But now with Fox News, these fuckers just get rewarded with big contracts. They don't care if they're lying. They don't have any integrity like other news organizations do. So 
the people of this country have to make them accountable and have to embarrass them and expose them at every turn. And that comes back to us. We've got to speak out, speak loudly, and speak constantly to tear this shit down. I don't want any violence to Fox News or, 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 or um, Rupert Murdoch. But I do want the motherfuckers to go away. I would even be happy if they went to fucking jail. And it sounds like Rupert might have some problems in that regard. Now, granted, he's a billionaire. He may be able to buy his way out of something. But the fact that Rupert Murdoch gave uh, Jared Kushner uh, information about Joe Biden's ads and his strategies for debate, well... That sounds fucking illegal to me. And if it's illegal, he may be seeing an indictment. His $1.6 billion lawsuit against him may be the least of his problems. Let's talk about another dirtbag, Kevin McCarthy, the House Speaker. Well, now he's defending his decision to give Fox News' Tucker Carlson exclusive access to January 6th security footage of the Capitol attack. Now, despite the conservative commentator's own work raising false claims and conspiracy theories, McCarthy vowed Wednesday or Tuesday, yesterday, to eventually make roughly 42,000 hours of sensitive Capitol security videos available to the broader public as soon as possible. But that could be months but he made it clear that Fox News commentator had first dibs. Now, McCarthy is also supporting uh, supportive of giving access. Now, get this one. This is the one that troubles me the most. He's supporting giving access to some of the nearly 1,000 defendants being prosecuted for their roles on January 6th. So he wants to give all the videos to the defendants. So they get their due process, if you will. But let's think about that for a second. The whole thing with releasing all these videos is a security issue. Now, the January 6th committee worked with the DOJ and the FBI to decide what they would release. And they were very careful about it because they don't want to give away too much information to make it easy for somebody else to figure out a better way to attack the Capitol and maybe be successful the next time around. But Kevin McCarthy is just handing carte blanche to Tucker Carlson and now potentially nearly a thousand defendants. Think about this. This is a security risk to have all these miles and miles of surveillance video. And you're going to give them to the people who were responsible for trying to mount a coup against this country. Now, they failed, of course. But can you imagine how valuable all that video footage would be for a second try? You know they were looking for Nancy Pelosi, and she was in some room, and they couldn't find her. But if they have all this video footage, they'll find her next time. They'll find different ways to get in, find out areas that were easy to access. It's quite a fucking mess. And it... You know, Kevin McCarthy is another person that needs to be taken down. This guy is not only stupid, and make no mistake, he is fucking stupid. He's also a horrible danger to this country. It's all about power and a position for Kevin McCarthy. And he doesn't care what is at risk 
as long as he can maintain that power and position. And that is a dangerous man. If he's going to give away all this footage to people who are already on trial for attempting to mount a coup against our country, you can see how that might be a little, I don't know, a little sketchy, a little problematic. He went on to say, Kevin McCarthy did, I don't care what side of the issue you're on. That's why I think putting it out all to the American public. You can see the truth, see exactly what transpired that day, McCarthy told reporters at the Capitol. Well, here's the deal. We did see largely what happened. We saw the news footage of people breaking windows, crawling in the windows, pissing and shitting on the floors, stealing items, yelling, we're going to hang Mike Pence. We're going to kill Nancy Pelosi. Where's Nancy Pelosi? We've seen all kinds of footage of the actual activity. What is going to be in the surveillance information that's going to support them suggesting that nothing happened? Now, I like the video footage because maybe it'll show how some of the Republicans were giving tours or maybe dealing with the insurrectionists prior to January 6th. If that's there, we want to see it. We know that there were some tours. Some Loudermilk, for example, Representative Loudermilk, he gave a tour and then he lied on the stand. But to give all this information to people who are already criminals, oh, that's... That's a problem, I see. He said, have you ever had an exclusive? Because I see it on your networks all the time. So we have exclusive. Then I'll give it out to the entire country, McCarthy said. Give it to Fox News first, an organization that we know lies that supports an insurrection. Let's give it to them first. I know that Kevin McCarthy is trying to hold on to power. And I know he's playing to the MAGA fucks, but there's got to come a point where he's gone too far. And this is where the DOJ needs to step in. I don't know if what he's doing is a crime or not, but if it isn't, it should be. But what the DOJ needs to do is crack the whip on this fucking J6 committee or the J6 investigation and start popping out some indictments. Throw a throw a, a, a throw a wrench into the mix here to slow these motherfuckers down. It seems like they're getting away with anything. Now, the Speaker's decision to release the mountains of police security footage has set off a firestorm at the Capitol over the way the images will be potentially used as a political tool to rewrite the history of what happened on that day. And that's another thing, what they're trying to do. They're trying to rewrite, change the narrative, you know, kind of like they did with the history books, you know. The spoils go to the victor. But the fact of the matter is, they weren't the victors. They fucking lost. And that should be noted in history. They're going to try to change the narrative because they think that will help them in 2024. The fact is... 75% of this country know exactly what happened and know exactly who was responsible for it. Fox News is facing new scrutiny in a new separate court case over its airing of the false claims about the 2020 election. We know that with uh, the Dominion case. It's also raising new concerns about sensitive security operations, as I mentioned. Now, while the video from January 6th riot has already been widely aired as part of the public hearings last summer, 
there's only been select pieces put out there, and they were very careful not to give all of it out as to give people options or better routes into the capital. You have to be very careful of that. I will say this, if we get another insurrection on the Capitol and they have any success at all, you can put the blame right at the feet of Kevin McCarthy. I hope it doesn't happen, but uh, Kevin McCarthy is putting that at risk right now. Hakeem Jeffries said, we are deeply concerned that the release of footage related to the January 6th violent insurrection will reveal some security details that could create some challenges in terms of the safety and well-being of everyone in the Capitol complex. It's also raising new concerns about sensitive security operations at the Capitol. So it's, it's problematic. Now, McCarthy insisted he was taking measures to ensure security at the Capitol would not be jeopardized by the release, but declined to provide details only to say that Carlson made it. Carlson made it. The guy that's promoting the insurrection. The guy that said nothing happened. It was a bunch of fucking tourists. He passed, passed muster to get this information. I got to tell you, the thing that troubles me about Republicans is the things they do are so in your face. They're so in your face and they're so blatant. It's amazing to me that they think they can get away with this. But the problem is thus far they have gotten away with it. At some point, somebody needs to be accountable. Trust me, if there were some indictments thrown out tomorrow, things would slow down considerably and people would think twice. It isn't until somebody's accountable for something that they stop. If they think they're getting away with it, they keep doing it. And these motherfuckers, the trump and the Republicans, double down, triple down, quadruple down, they don't care. They'll push it to the wall. I mean, they'll go over the cliff and fail ultimately, but they won't stop until somebody fucking stops them. Now, among that group, we have Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. I watched this video and I just had to laugh. She undermined her own attack on President Joe Biden's immigration policies surrounding illegal drugs that have been intercepted by Customs and Border Patrol on Tuesday. She was in the Homeland Security Committee hearing. Yeah, she's on Homeland Security. She's one of the forces behind the people who wanted to overthrow this country. So let's put her on Homeland Security. Isn't that fucking brilliant? These are some facts that she laid out, and she didn't fucking get it. She said, I want you to know that in 2020, there were 4,800 pounds of fentanyl seized by the CPB. But in 2021, when Joe Biden was president, fiscal year 2021, it increased to 11,200 pounds of fentanyl seized by the CPB. That is a direct result of the Biden administration failure policies. Now, here we are in two date, two date, fiscal year 2023. They've already seized 12,500 pounds of fentanyl. 
The Biden administration is failing this country by not protecting our border and securing our border and stopping Chinese fentanyl from being brought into our country. Social media users immediately pounced on Green for apparently not under understanding what the word seized means. You see what she was trying to do there. There's more drugs coming in. That's not what this set of facts tells us. It says more drugs are being caught and people are being arrested for bringing in these drugs. The real thing to consider here is that when Donald Trump was president, they got 4,800 pounds of fentanyl seized by the CPB. Are we to believe that that's the absolute total amount of fentanyl that came in, that they got every bit, 100% of the fentanyl coming in? Well, I beg to differ. But in 2021, of course, they got 11,200 pounds of fentanyl under Biden. She thinks she's doing something here. What she's really doing is saying, yeah, Biden's doing a better job getting the fentanyl at the border and keeping it out of our country. She is so fucking stupid, she didn't even understand that she undermined herself in this situation. And there was a bunch of tweets. I'll give you some of them. Ghost Rebooted says, more seizures is better, right? Um this one says, hey, at MTG, the word seize when referring to the border means something was taken at the border and not permitted to come in America. So the Biden administration has stopped more fentanyl from getting past the border and into America than the Trump administration. Makes sense. Bruce Goldberg said she really needs to watch this clip over and over if necessary to fully grasp the magnitude of her self own. It's literally a tutorial. Serge said, she's so upset because they're too effective in seizing more fentanyl. That logic. Trish in PA says, a sitting congressperson doesn't understand the definition of seized. West Ham images, so this person was the best available when people went to vote. Y'all in trouble over there in the USA. Richard Molbor, one, two, three, Biden should use this in his campaign ad. LMH said, can anyone actually be as stupid as she appears? Spider Rider says, sounds like success to me. And Thomas said, I would think all those seizures, they're doing a bang up job. And that's, that's exactly the fucking point. Biden is doing a good job. The borders are working. They keep want to say they keep wanting to say that the borders are wide open since Joe Biden is was in office. But the fact of the matter is they've asked people that uh, police the border. They've had them in hearings and said, "Is anything different about what you can and can't do? Is there anything different now than when Donald Trump was in office?" And they all say, no, it's the same thing. We're there to do our jobs. It doesn't matter who's president. See, they want to pass along this narrative that Joe Biden doesn't care about the border and letting everybody in. That is not the fucking case. And as proof, they're getting more fentanyl at the border than Donald Trump ever did, almost three times more than Donald Trump. Are you telling me that there's less fentanyl when Donald Trump was in office than when Joe Biden's in office? Or that Donald Trump's people just weren't getting it all. They were doing a shitty job. I got to tell you, Margie, um, 
not the brightest woman in the world, not the most attractive woman in the world, but at least she's got a shitty personality. She's kind of bitchy. <laughs> oh my God. She, uh, she does this to herself all the time. In fact, they all do it to a certain extent. They get so incensed about things and so mad, and then they say something and they think they're doing something. But they're so stupid that they self-own themselves. They embarrass themselves. But you know what? They don't drop their heads and walk away and go, God, I fucked that up. They just come up with some other bullshit, some other crazy fucking information, and they spew that. They keep losing, and they keep throwing up bullshit. They keep going to elections and overturning Roe v. Wade and being racist and misogynistic and anti-Semites, and they think that's going to win for them, but they just keep losing. You ask why I'm so confident about 2024, because these dumb fucks don't learn a lesson. They keep doing the same things over and over, and they fucking lose. How do you think that campaign ad is going to go for Joe Biden? Well, in 2020, under Donald Trump, they stopped 4,800 4, pounds of fentanyl coming in. But Joe Biden, in his first two years, stopped 27,000 pounds. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, Margie. You know what the sad thing about Margie is? Margie is the dumbest fucker in the room. Well, it's kind of a close tie between her and Bobert. But Bobert doesn't have as much power as Margie. Because, because Margie has a, uh, a leash on Kevin McCarthy. She essentially has the most power in the House of Representatives. And she loves it. Gentleman brings it up in one of the tweets. He says, how do they vote this bitch in? That's a good question because she was just up for election, re-election in 2022. She won. It was close, but she won. How does she win? Were you not watching anything the last two years and see how stupid and how embarrassing she is? I got to tell you, I doubt we have anybody in her district listening to this podcast. But if they are, you know somebody that lives in that district. If you're not embarrassed, you're an idiot. If you're not embarrassed and wish you had another representative, you're an absolute idiot. I mean, it doesn't take a genius to find out who's fucking stupid in this situation. And Margie is probably one of the most ignorant people ever to grace the halls of the U.S. Capitol. And she shows us every day. And she still walks around proud. She doesn't even give a shit if she looks stupid. She wears it like a fucking badge. I don't know. I just, I, I just don't understand our politics these days. I mean, we always had goofy fucks, you know. We had some strange people in politics. But it seems like an entire party is just off the rails and just not very bright. But still, there are Republicans that will vote for these fucks. It's not a great commentary on this country that we have this many stupid people out there. But unfortunately, we do. We need to find a way to shut them down and shut them up because they are nothing but a danger and an embarrassment to this country. All right, let's take a quick break and we will be right back. All right, so yesterday 
there were the opening arguments in front of the Supreme Court regarding this student loan relief, this executive order by Joe Biden to give people ten or twenty thousand uh, dollars forgiveness on their student loans. I've said all along that's nice, but it's not enough. If you really want to impact things, it's not going to change people's payments much, which means they are still not going to have a lot of discretionary money to buy things like, oh, I don't know, food, clothing, housing. But nonetheless, it was something. Now, of course, because it was an executive order, somebody from the Republican Party wanted to fight it and say, oh, that's not fair. So they took it to court, and then they took it to court, and now it's with the Supreme Court. Now, presumably, the Supreme Court should let this go. This is a big issue. It affects a lot of people, and there's going to be people pretty mad if they knock it down. So this forgiveness plan of more than $400 billion in student loan debt to over 40 million borrowers drew criticism from conservative members of the U.S. Supreme Court on Tuesday as the justices heard oral arguments in a pair of cases that will decide the fate of one of the president's signature policies and impact the financial futures of millions of Americans. Now, Politico reports members of the high court's right-wing supermajority repeatedly questioned whether the Education Department had the legal authority it claimed to discharge federal student loan debt to help Bowers recover the economically from the national emergency spurred by COVID-19. Now, Chief Justice John Roberts was particularly hostile, telling U.S. Solicitor General Elizabeth Prelogger, who was defending the administration's plan, that we're talking about a half a trillion dollars and 43 million Americans. Yes, we are, John Roberts. And we were talking about $2 trillion for fucking rich people that was far less than $43 million. Where's your problem helping the vast majority of the people in this country? I don't understand that argument. Los Angeles Times said that most of Robert's conservative colleagues sounded ready to rule against the administration. Brett Kavanaugh, for example, expressed skepticism about authorizing the president to a massive new program based on interpretation of the HEROES Act of 2003, which allows the Education Department to modify or waive student aid in connection with a war or other military operation or national emergency. Of course, Brett Kavanaugh and all these fucks were the same people that thought it was a good idea to overturn Roe v. Wade when 70% of the public disagreed with them. Now, conversely, Justice Kagan, the liberal, asserted that Congress does not get much clearer about the president's authority in the HEROES Act. We deal with congressional statutes every day that are really confusing, she said. This one is not confusing. Now, I'm not exactly sure what's going on here. I mean, it's not surprising that the conservatives would be against this. I mean, they are a partisan group, even though they're not supposed to be. They are catering to the rich and catering to the MAGA fucking crowd. I mean, hell, Clarence Thomas is sleeping with an insurrectionist, for God's sake. John Robert and uh, Alito and all these fucks are taking money under the table. So they aren't the finest people in the world, which is ironic given they sit on the Supreme Court. 
So it isn't surprising if they try to knock something down that helps the people of this country. As I said, they overturned Roe v. Wade when 70% of this country supported it. They don't really give a fuck what the people want. They only care what they want or their benefactors, meaning the rich people, what they want. And that's who they're doing their bidding for. But you have to wonder, the Supreme Court is under a lot of shit. I mean, there are a lot of things that are going to change starting in 2024 when the Democrats get control of the House and the Senate. And they're going to come raining down on that fucking, uh, that, that, that fucking Supreme Court. Once the Democrats have the power to do it, you're either going to see that court expanded or they're going to have some criteria as to rules they have to follow. That's right. They have no rules. They can do whatever the fuck they want now. That just needs to change. And then they're also talking about term limits. This is stuff hanging over the heads of the Supreme Court justices at this point. And they better know that things aren't looking good. That overturning Roe v. Wade fucked them in the 22 midterms, and it's looking like it's going to fuck them over in the 24 election. And when it does, they are going to be in a precarious position. So you wonder if the Supreme Court isn't making these comments just to test the waters, to see how people react. I mean, they thought that by overturning Roe v. Wade that people would be mad at first, but then they'd forget about it and still vote Republican in 2022, which they did not fucking do. Not only did they not forget for the midterms, they still haven't forgot. They're still fighting against it. And there's talk that it's going to have a serious impact on the 2024 election. Same thing could be said about this. I mean, you think about it. It's not as big as overturning Roe v. Wade, but it affects 43 million people. 43 million people. $400 billion. That sounds like a lot of money. Not when you're giving the Defense Department a trillion dollars and you're giving rich people $2 trillion with no return at all. It doesn't sound like that much money. And it's very short-sighted to say, oh, we don't want to give those fuckers help. Let's be honest, our economy lies in the hands of millennials and Gen Zs. If they don't have the money to buy things, if they can't qualify for houses, what does that do to our economy? But again, when we're talking about Republicans or conservatives in the Supreme Court, they can't see beyond the end of their fucking nose. They don't care about what's going to happen two years, five years, 10 years, 20 years down the road. They're just concerned about how much money they can put in their pocket right fucking now. And that is the wrong attitude to have if you're sitting on our Supreme Court. And if that's the attitude you have while sitting on our Supreme Court, you shouldn't be sitting on that motherfucker, right? It's, it's, it's amazing. So I don't know if they're testing the waters or they're just going to absolutely knock it down. We should know sometime in the near future what's going to happen. But there's going to be a huge backlash about it. At this point, out, out in front of the Supreme Court, there are people protesting. A lot of people are angry. A lot of people are upset, pushing these fuckers to do the right thing. But uh, knowing their history, doing the right thing isn't something they're really good at. Doing the most expedient thing for their party and for their rich benefactors is where they usually go. 
between overturning Roe v. Wade and if they knock this this uh, relief for student loans down, uh, a deal that isn't enough even, it's not even close to enough to really have any impact and fix anything, but if they knock this down, this is going to be another shot at the Republican Party. Now, I will say this. I would say that uh, Joe Biden's going to take a hit, too. He made a big promise. He did the executive uh, uh, directive, and we all talk like, well, it's a done deal. It's going to happen. So a lot of people have been counting on this, and then it doesn't happen. I would have to believe, and I may be wrong about this, but I would have to believe that there's something else they can do something else they can try to do to get it if the Supreme Court knocks it down. I don't know. What I've said all along, and I don't know if they can legally do it or not, just have Biden keep pushing out the date when they start paying the bills. Do what the Republicans do. Run the fucking clock. When it comes to June and they say, okay, you got to start paying, Joe say, you know what, let's give it another six months. Now, I don't know if he can legally do that or not, but Say he can give it another six months and another six months up until we get to 2024. And then when the Democrats take over, they stay in the presidency, they take over the House and the Senate, which I believe they will do. Then they fucking change everything. And then they go after the Supreme Court. I don't know how this is going to shake out. I thought this was going to be an easy one. Everybody wins in this situation. $400 billion's a lot of money. But not when you compare to what we're giving to Ukraine or what we're giving to the Defense Department or we're giving in tax breaks to the rich in perpetuity. Not that much money. It's not that much money when you think it's going back to the very people that paid those fucking taxes. That's what I've always said. We pay the most in taxes, but when it comes to us getting a return on our investment, we get nothing. The Republicans have been very guilty of this, but the Democrats have too. I don't know what's going to happen with the Supreme Court, but I don't have a lot of hope for the Supreme Court because they are not a savory group. They are corrupt. They are criminal. Things coming out that say they're criminal, taking money under the table, sleeping with an insurrectionist, not uh, uh, recusing yourself from things that you have ties into like January 6th. They think they can fucking do anything. So if they stop this thing, I hope to God the Democrats and all of us get strong enough about this where when 2024 comes along and we have the opportunity, we fucking dismantle that Supreme Court, build it up again and actually make it a Supreme Court because there's nothing fucking supreme about it right now. All right, enough about that. We don't know what's going to happen, but uh, we'll hope for the best. But when you're dealing with the worst, I wouldn't bet on it. Now, speaking of the worst, here's another funny one. <laughs> Matt Gates, he tripped up on Tuesday while he was attempting to grill Biden administration officials on continued U.S. support for Ukraine to fight the Russians in their invasion. Now, he had a back and forth with Undersecretary of Defense for Policy, Colin Call. 
Gates asked if the U.S. is supplying weapons to the Azov Battalion, a controversial far-right paramilitary group that has been fighting pro-Russian separatists in eastern Ukraine since 2014. He says, how about the CIA? Are they training folks in Ukraine? Gates asked Call a few minutes into his questioning. Call said, not going to talk about that in an unclassified setting. Happy to talk about that further in classified briefings. While he was giving testimony in, in front of the Arms, House Armed Services Committee. Yeah, Matt Gates is on the House Armed Services Committee. Wow. Is the Azov Battalion getting access to U.S. weapons? Followed up by Gates. Not that I'm aware of, but if you have information, Call replied. Gates jumped in. I intend to enter into the record the Global Times investigative report that talks about training. It's from the Atlantic Council's Digital Forensics Research Lab, citing that Azov Battalion was even getting stuff as far back as 2018, which would have been under Trump's reign, without objection so ordered, agreed the committee chair. Any reason to disagree with this assessment, Gates asked? He's so sure of himself. <laughs> Call replied, is this the, uh, I'm sorry, is this the Global Times from China? Gates said, no, this is, uh, and as he looked back at what he read, well, that's what you would read. That's that's what you read. And then Matt Gates goes, yeah, it, it might be. W- would that be a reason? Gates replied as Call cut him off. He says, I, as a general, and as a general matter, I don't take Beijing's propaganda at face value. Gates, not giving up. He's basically saying, Gates, your source is fucking propaganda from China, and you believe that shit. Gates goes on to say, trying to save the moment, he says, yeah, just tell me if if the allegation is true or false. I mean... Just tell me. (laughs) Call said, I don't have any evidence one way or other. As a general matter, I don't take Beijing's propaganda at face value. (laughs) Gates says, fair, fair enough. I would agree with that assessment. (laughs) He's trying to catch this guy. Call calls him out on Chinese propaganda bullshit. And then he says, yeah, well, yeah, I I would agree with you. Gates quickly moved on and then asked Call about the U.S. funding for pensions in Ukraine aimed at keeping the Ukrainian economy from collapsing. It just went south from there. Matt Gates once again embarrassed himself, as Trump LaFucks tend to do. And so... I don't, you know, they won't learn. They'll keep doing this bullshit and they'll keep embarrassing themselves. And for whatever reason, Republicans and Trump LaFucks don't get it. They're not embarrassed for them. They're not embarrassed in themselves for supporting these dumb fucks. Well, we've been wondering about Merrick Garland. Is he doing his job? Is he working hard enough? Well, Merrick's going to be under the gun here pretty quick. Attorney General Merrick Garland returns to the Senate Judiciary Committee today for the first time in more than a year where senators will have the chance to confront him about Justice Department actions on a wide range of high-profile issues. 
Now, the oversight hearing comes months after the FBI searched Donald Trump's property in Florida as part of an ongoing criminal investigation into the Republican former president, who is now a current presidential candidate for 2024. The Wednesday hearing will also be the first time Garland appears before the committee since he launched the special counsel investigations into the records marked as classified. So the the Republicans are going to be trying to trip him up and be all over him about these illegal searches and all this shit. Merrick Garland will handle that probably with no problem. Once again, the Republicans will look stupid as they tend to do. But I really hope the Democrats press him a little bit and say, what the fuck's going on? Are you going to do something? You got to wonder, too, if in regards to indictments, might he be waiting till after this meeting to put out the indictments so he doesn't have to address those in this meeting? He wouldn't have to address it for another year or so? I don't know. That's maybe wishful thinking on my part, but it's the kind of thing they would think about and maybe do. The DOJ's purview cuts across a broad swath of contentious issues, gun violence, mass shootings, domestic terrorism, policing issues, immigration, antitrust enforcement against Google, and in other industries, the opioid epidemic, including fentanyl, marijuana enforcement, cryptocurrency issues, including the charges against that Sam Bankman-Fried fuck, and, of course, the insurrection on January 6th. So Merrick Garland's feet is go- are going to be held to the fire. He's going to be asked a lot of questions. Now, if I know Merrick Garland, he probably won't answer many questions. He'll kind of divert and distract, as the Republicans tend to do. On Tuesday, Garland and other officials in the Biden administration urged Congress to reauthorize a key surveillance law before it expires at the end of the year. Garland could also face questions about the separate special counsel investigation. Oh, you know those questions are going to come up about Jack. The Republicans are going to be afraid and they're going to be pissed and the Democrats are going to say, what's up, motherfucker? On Tuesday, a select group of lawmakers will hear from Uh, administration officials. That was yesterday regarding the classified materials, according to Bloomberg and other media reports. Delaware Democratic Senator Chris Kuhn said he will likely explore the role of federal law enforcement in combating gun violence in Wilmington, Delaware, at Wednesday's oversight hearing. This might be something worth worth watching, if it's on TV. Um... because he's going to get hit with a lot of questions, both on the Republican and the Democratic side. And it's not going to be the easiest day for Merrick Garland, but that's all right. It's about time he answers some questions. Merrick, what the fuck are you doing? Are you doing anything? And when are you going to start doing something? That's today. Let's see what happens. I'm sure we'll talk about it tomorrow when he says whatever he says. I'm not expecting a lot of earth-shattering news, but we'll see. Have you heard about this clown? I need to talk to Ed about this because Tennessee Governor Bill Lee, he confirmed on Monday that he would sign a recently passed bill criminalizing drag performances in public and in front of children. A photo that, uh, and then that's interesting, you know, because because he's really dead sent 
dead set against uh, the drag shows and the drag queens, thinking that they're going to be somehow damaging to the children of this country. Well, it appears as of late, it's more the Republicans and the trump that are more of an issue for children than drag queens. But here's what's interesting. Again, a Republican embarrasses himself. So Bill Lee's talking about this. He's Mr. Big Governor, Mr. Big Republican, Trump-humping motherfucker. He's a manly man, and we got to keep these drag queens away from our children. Well, as you might guess, somebody took a deep dive on Bill Lee. They checked out his yearbook from high school in 1977. And guess what they found? They found future governor Bill Lee, while he was in high school, dressed in a cheerleader's costume, wearing a wig and pearls. That's right. Mr. Anti-Drag Queen Bill Lee was dressed in drag. Henceforth, I'm going to refer to him as Tennessee Governor and Drag Queen Bill Lee. Because it's, I mean, you could almost see it coming. You could almost see it coming. Get, this all started on Reddit, and all you have to do is get it on Reddit, and they'll find somebody in blackface or somebody in drag and embarrass the piss out of them. Now, I've seen people ask him about this, and he just gets all blustery, and he just walks away. He doesn't want to talk about it. He knows it's him, and it's ironic that he would be so against drag shows and drag queens, even though <laughs> he dressed in women's apparel back in high school. Now, if he was a senior in 1977, I was a senior in 1978. We are of the same era. And I will tell you, the 70s was a crazy time. We did a lot of shit and we got away with a lot of shit. And I always tell my millennial sons, if you're mad at me about something, be mad that we ruined it for you. Because we did so much shit, and then when we grew up, we knew what that shit is, and then we shut that shit down, and you guys couldn't get away with Jack. That's what you could be mad about. But here's the thing. When I was in high school, I never had the urge or the occasion to dress in drag. Now, even if I did, it wouldn't matter because I don't have anything against drag shows or drag queens or LGBTQ or anything like that. I'd show it to you if I did it, but I didn't do it. you got to be a special kind of person back in 77 to do that. you got to be ultra goofy or, or, or just ridiculous back in the day. i got to tell you, if I'd seen somebody in my high school dressing like that and he had the attitude about gay people that he has, I might kick his ass because that is a little hypocritical, don't you think? And it certainly is embarrassing for him. Now, in a subsequent post, the Reddit user that exposed this did not respond to a request for comment, referred to the drag bill on the governor's desk saying, I'm sure it will be signed, but the hypocrisy needs to be poked at before they come after play in Nashville or even hockey or Rocky Horror at Belcourt twice a year. References to popular Nashville dance club and the gender-bending musical 
Rocky Horror Picture Show. Another thing that came out in the 70s. Got to tell you, that was a great movie. And there was some drag queens or transgender or whatever you want to call it in that movie. You know who cared about it? Nobody. It was a good fucking movie. Answering reporters' questions Monday, Lee, a Republican, said he would sign the drag bill in addition to a separate piece of legislation that would prohibit gender-affirming care for the state's minors. He was then asked whether he remembers dressing in drag in 1977 and appeared to have been shown a copy of the image. He neither confirmed nor denied whether it was him in the image. What a ridiculous, ridiculous question that is. No, what's ridiculous is, is that you homophobic piece of shit dressed as a woman. And now you're trying to, trying to outlaw people who do that. Lee responded in an exchange that was recorded and shared on Twitter by the Tennessee Holler no, local news site. So... Now, Lee's press secretary, Jake Cooper Byers, did not confirm whether it is Lee in the yearbook photo, but it is. Byers said in an email that any attempt to conflate this serious issue with lighthearted school traditions is dishonest and disrespectful to Tennessee families. No, it's not. Lighthearted school traditions. That's a tradition in fucking Tennessee? I find that hard to believe. Now, in Minnesota, I'm sure there were people who did it as a joke, dressed up like a cheerleader. I didn't do it. I didn't know anybody that did it. I'm sure they did. But big fucking deal. If they're not homophobes, it's fine. It's just dressing up. The blackface thing, like some of these other governors did, that's a little problematic. The school tradition buyers referred to is most likely a powder puff football game in which boys dressed as girls and vice versa during the homecoming week. Oh, that sounds fun. And I got to tell you, Bill Lee in that picture, he was absolutely stunning. Byers did not respond to a follow-up question asking for clarification. Now, while the event photographed in the yearbook would meet most definitions of drag, it would not necessarily be illegal under Tennessee's newly passed drag bill, which specifically bans male or female impersonators who provide entertainment that appeals to a prurient interest from performing in public or in front of children. Really? Because as far as I'm concerned, if you're in high school, you're likely to be under 18 and there would be a lot of children there, don't you think? A lot of underage people there. I, Yeah, I don't know. Now, a spokesman for Lee's former high school, Franklin High School in Franklin, confirmed in an email that the image is from the school's 1977 yearbook and appears to be Bill Lee. However, the spokesperson, Corey Mason, cautioned that there is no caption to accompany the photograph or any other form of identification. Don't they love doing that? You got no proof. <laughs> Well, it's your fucking face there, you idiot. Much of the school's 1977 yearbook, including the image that appears to show Lee and drag, can also be found in a U.S. high school yearbook database on Ancestry.com. These fucking Republicans, they do nothing but embarrass themselves over and over again. And this whole thing with the LGBTQ, they're doing it in Florida with Ron DeSantis, that piece of shit. 
and now in Tennessee and probably some other southern states. How do you think that's going to play in 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 the elections? I mean, as much as there may not be that many LGBTQ people, there's a lot of people that have family that are LGBTQ. And if they think their government is trying to persecute their family members, how do you think they're going to take that? Do you think they're going to like that? Yeah, I I don't know. I, I, I just don't think so. It's, it's going to be problematic for them. But again, they keep taking these stupid fucking ideas that are going to cut them off at the knees, and they still do it every goddamn time. Last one I want to talk about. I don't know too much about it. I've been hearing people ranting about it. FBI Director Chris Ray said Tuesday that Beijing has stymied efforts by the U.S. and others to investigate the origins of the coronavirus. Now, you've been hearing the news and people are saying, oh, it's proved. It was a leak from Wuhan, leaked from, it was a man-made uh, virus, and it was leaked from China. That has not been proved. And even if it is, so what? If it is, then we need to go after China for this problem. It's not like it's a way to own the libs. didn't matter where it came from. The fact that matters is it killed a million people in this country, and we got to make sure that it doesn't fucking happen again. Now, in an interview with Fox News, Ray said the FBI believes that COVID probably originated from a potential lab incident in Wuhan, but that the Chinese government has essentially interfered with the ongoing probe. Now, the FBI has for quite some time now assessed that the origins of the pandemic are most likely a potential lab incident in Wuhan. Okay, if it was, so what? The result is the fucking problem. The fact that all these people died, the fact that our president of the United States, Donald Trump, did absolutely nothing about it. The reason we had the shutdowns, the reason we had a million people die is because Donald Trump tried to ignore it. He thought it would hurt him in the 2020 election, and it did, but not the way he thought it would. He figured if he could just say, oh, it doesn't exist, it'll go away, it's a hoax, that it wouldn't hurt him in the election. I'll be honest with you, when 2020 election came, the fact that uh, COVID was far bigger than Donald Trump ever claimed probably hurt him very badly and is probably one of the main reasons why he lost in 2020. Now, whether it came out of a, uh, a lab in Wuhan or a fucking monkey, so I, I don't really care. We can't, we can't police what's going on in other countries. There's some fucked up shit going on in other countries, specifically China and, of course, Russia. But how do we stop that? We can't stop that. All we can do is try to protect ourselves. And the real issue here is that when it did come to America, our president, our government did absolutely nothing to protect us until it was out of control. And then it was too late. A million people died. I've heard talk that we could have saved 750,000 of those people had we done anything. Now, 250,000 people dying of a virus is tragic. But at least something would have been done and a million people wouldn't have died. 
I think we can all say that the fact that we survived COVID is a wonderful thing, but each one of us has been impacted by someone who has died, someone in our family, somebody who is a friend, somebody who is a colleague. We all know somebody who died of COVID, and that is fucked up. If it came out of a lab in Wuhan, okay. If it came from an animal or a wet market, okay. The real issue is what do we do to protect us? What did our government do? That's their first job is to protect the citizens of this country, and they did not fucking do it. Donald Trump did not do it. So I know the Republicans are trying to own the libtards somehow by saying it was leaked out of a lab in Wuhan, but that really isn't the problem. The problem is that you Republicans fucked up. You put everybody in this country at risk and you essentially killed a million U.S. citizens. So fuck you. All right. We're going to wrap things up for the Rational Boomer podcast. I want to thank you very much for taking the time out of your day to listen. I hope you have a great day. We will talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time. Next time.